What's up, everybody, and welcome. It is when daily time, that time of day. I am Matt Stryker. Joining me is the CEO, the shot, the man, the author, Jason Mizrahi. Jay Bird, what's going on, man? Not much, not much, man. It's going to be a, a large slate. It's Tuesday. We got some aces on the mound. Um, let's do it, man. How do you want to break this down today? I want to break it down. So this is what I do. Uh, I open up my fan duel on a big slate day, and I play a game called Bottoms Up. So I'll go to the pitchers. I'll scroll all the way down to the least expensive pitcher of the day. And then from there, I will scroll up until I find a pitcher and settle at a price point that I like. I take that pitcher, and then I build my batters. Is that cool with you? You want to come on this journey? Let's try it, man. Let's try it. So where are we starting today? All right. So I'm looking at the bottom of FanDuel here. It started uh, Texas at Toronto. I have no interest in Pinon. Sparkman, I have no interest. Means at 6,100. Stop me any time, by the way. I have no interest. Here's something interesting. Perez at 6,200. But I saw a very interesting article. It's uh, somewhere on Twitter that I think it's his cutter that since like June has just been 100% completely ineffective. I mean, Martin Perez was, was pitching really well, and now he has seemingly fallen off. Uh, any thoughts on Perez, 6,200 at Milwaukee, chasing the wild card are the Brewers? Perez is probably, you, you definitely nailed it. Um, if I want to go down this cheap, he's the first guy who kind of catches my eye. Okay. Um, Twins are, you know, they're battling as well. They need this win. Um, there's a little bit of a narrative here. He goes into a, a hitter's park, but he gets to face a pitcher. Milwaukee's been struggling. They haven't been hitting so well. So I think at 6,200 on FanDuel, he is one of your better values. There is risk here. Um, I think you can probably grab somebody slightly better for a little bit more money. But right. you know he's probably your, your best cheap guy under 7,000. There's one other guy, um, John Gray, right above him, that I think has a little bit more upside. I've been hesitant to play you know, great in Colorado, but he knows how to pitch there. Um, he's done it plenty of times before. Lambert kind of held his own, you know, the, the first half <laughs> of the game um, at Coors Field on Monday. So, great, Gray is some guy that, you know, people are going to stack against, people are going to fade because of Coors. But I think he makes sense. I probably, you know, these are GPP darts at this point. You know, you're not going <laughs> to play either of these guys in your cash game. So, if I'm going to go after GPPs. I'll probably target Gray for the upside. Okay, so you've moved off Perez. Next up on the list is, uh, and again, I just have to do my due diligence. Uh, Eric Lauer is at home against Tampa, 6,400. I'm not interested. Then I come to your John Gray, but I see it's at Colorado. I see it's 6,500. And here's what I like about this game. You and I did it last time out. We're going to find this number where we're going to say, all right, for $1,100 more, I can get blank. And then from there, we build a lineup. And we did it really successfully uh, the last time we were on, which was earlier last week. I know both of us hit really, really well. So let's keep this in mind. Uh, next is Brett Anderson at 6,700 at the Giants. No, here's my landing spot, my first landing spot. If this stays the way it is, at 6,700 coming off the IL uh, is Griffin Canning. And this is what I'm going to look at for today and also for tomorrow as well. Um, your thoughts, Griffin Canning, 6,700? First thought is, what is his pitch count? This guy struggled to get through five innings healthy because um, his pitch count would just climb and climb and climb. And now if he's actually on a pitch count for his elbow, I can't see him going past. Look at his, you know, his stat lines. There's only one game. Um, you know, one game in the last month, 
um, that he went six innings. He has a K upside. He's actually he's went six seven a couple times, but I don't know. Um, Pittsburgh. Bring up a good point about the pitch count. You definitely do it, especially the pitch in a daily game. Scares the, that can hurt scares the yeah. shit out of me, you know, because okay. and that's the only thing we got to look at reports here. He pitched six innings on July thirtieth, um, but then you know they put him to rest a little bit. I don't know. The pitch count worries me. If if okay. something comes out tomorrow and it says he's got no pitch count, he'll pitch ninety five to a hundred pitches. I think right. he's a nice landing spot at home, pitchers park. I like to play if I get some validation on that. All right, Jason needs validation in his life, people. Make sure you note it. Uh, the next pitcher up is sixty eight hundred is Jason Vargas. It's uh, the Cubs at the Phillies. Ah, I wouldn't I do, it. do it. I would do, do it when he was on Hitters the team. Park, I here. Javi Baez, Chris Bryant. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay, uh, here's something. Now, I was on this guy earlier in the year, and then he fell off. Now, I could be back on him at 6,900. So this is the house I'm living in. I'm living in Griffin Canning at 6,700. Or Yusei Kikuchi, Isaac Kikuchi, Kuchiku at 6,900 no, no, at no, Detroit. No, 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 huh? no, no. Guy's been terrible, man. He came out those first couple games. Um, people thought he's going to be, you know, a great, great lefty for these for these Mariners. Mariners started off hot. He started off hot. I like to attack the Tigers. That makes a lot of sense to me. But guy's been pretty awful, man. He's going against Boyd. Probably not in line for the win. As much as I want to target these Tigers, he hasn't done much. You know, at at most you're hoping for you know a thirty point game. He lasts in five six innings, but. You know, on this type of slate, I just don't see the upside with a guy like Kikuchi, even though I love to target these Tigers. Okay, so we've broken down these these $6,000 neighborhood, Canning 67. I offered Kikuchi, you shot him down. So for this in the 6000 neighborhood, if you want to build a lineup that way, um, I like Canning. Uh, Jay has, has spoken on Perez and Gray. So let's move into, and as usual, there's only one guy in the 7,000, and then there's three in the 8,000 range. You, you pretty much have to assume, and do you agree, boss, that if you want to build an even lineup, you should look in the eight. Like, should we just jump to the eight, or is it Joe Ross at 7,100? No, there's nobody, there's nobody in the 7,000 range, you know. All right, Chase so Joe Ross doesn't do it. Okay. Yeah, Joe Ross, no. Okay. Um, Zach Gallon, no, in Colorado. I think right. you hit the nail on, on the head. It's at 8,000 range because there's guys okay. here that I like. Okay. Uh, so I got Bumgarner. guys. Yeah, I got Bumgarner too. Who else you got? Flaherty. Flaherty. And let's see if we got the same three. Come on. Hitters okay. Park. Okay. Out west. Yep, there it is. Yeah. There, I like McKay at eight grand. Bumgarner at 8,600. Flaherty at 8,900. I still like McKay at eight. And I'm going to use the rest of my money. Unless – what. What else is it? Kershaw's twelve thousand dollars. I'm just I'll build the lineup that way. Don't get me wrong, but I'm we're talking about like value. Domingo Herman is ninety six hundred. And this my value lineup for the day. I think I'm building around McKay, not because it rhymes. What do you think, Jay? So let me. I like McKay. Um, I don't mind that play. Pitchers Park going against San Diego. San Diego's been swinging, I guess, a little bit better of a bat as of late. I would probably lean Flaherty as the best value play of the entire slate. Nice. Um, not Maybe not the best value, because I think there's some value in Chris Sale at 10-5 still. And I think there's some value at Matthew Boyd at 10-4. Um, we'll talk about those guys in a second. But at 8,900, I think Flaherty is the best sub-9,000 um, pitcher on the slate. Casey, 
I know they, they hit their stride a little bit, I guess, with Merrifield, Solaire, and Dozier um, with some power, but those are all righties um, against Flaherty. St. Louis needs to win. Um, they're chasing teams like the Mets, um, you know, the Mets. Um, and, you know, Flaherty needs a win. He's going to come in as a favorite. They're going against Sparkman on the other side. St. Louis should win this game. Flaherty should get the win. The guy's been their best pitcher. Um you know a lot about the Cardinals. I know they're one of your favorite teams. Why don't you like Flaherty over McKay? It's not that I don't. I was just looking at that value. So I guess here comes the second portion of this conversation. So uh, $900. Is $900 enough for me looking to build a value lineup enough to say McKay over Flaherty and then take that 900 and try to build something? Uh, do you want – go ahead – yeah, look at Flaherty. Last start against the Cubs, I would I would have the Cubs a better offense, 58 FanDuel points. Game before that, 43 versus Houston, definitely a better lineup than KC. Um, a hot Cincinnati team, 34 in Cincinnati, 46 against Pittsburgh, 40 against San Fran. He's coming off five great starts. Um, and I, I think as good as the KC, you know, Front end of that lineup was good the other day. I think they're a weaker opponent than the Padres. Um, it's close, but I think no, the Padres no, no. I with, with that and thinking 100%. You know, and then who do you want to attack the Padres with? Do you want to attack them with a strong lefty or a strong righty? I want to attack them with a, a righty because you got Tatis, Myers, Machado, Renfro, uh, Margot. You know, so I, I would give Flaherty the better chance of the win, the softer matchup. Um, so I like Flaherty a lot more over, over McKay, but I don't dislike McKay. McKay's been really right. good. Um, he's he's done well, but he's a rookie going to San Diego, um, coming off, you know, a start where you got 30, 34. I think Flaherty's just overall safer with higher upside. Yeah, uh, and now you had me look it up, and I said, wow. In last six starts, he has an ERA of 0.94. And he held the Dodgers scoreless. He hit just four hits, struck out 10 through seven innings. That's your Jack Flaherty for 8900 right there. If you want to try to build something value and you think $900 is the way to go, then, then McKay will be another option. But, uh, Jay, you and I agree when it comes to offense. Like, uh, is $900 going to make or break a, a winning lineup for someone? I don't think so. You know, I think you can get, like, the difference between – you know, like a $2,200 guy and a $3,100 guy. There's enough value on FanDuel to get it. On DraftKings, it, it's a little bit tougher at times. But on FanDuel, they have a lot of guys. like, And they're slow to recognize. Like Aquino, he's definitely risen in price in the past two weeks. But he was like min-salary for like a week and a half. And the guy was just studying it out and hitting home runs and, and beasting on everybody. And FanDuel's, you know, like really a little slow at times to update those prices. So... You know, on DraftKings, a little bit tougher. That $900, I think, means a lot more on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, not so much. And that's why. And also with FanDuel, you got to take into account, you only got one pitcher. If you get that one pitcher wrong, you're going to be battling upstream the entire day. So I think you, you want to go after the guy with a little bit more upside. And I think Flaherty provides that. And like I said, for $900 of a, of a difference here, they're going to be guys like Van Meter, you know, that's 2500 Or, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, but there's a lot of value, guys, on a big okay. slate where I don't think it's going to be your favorite hitter of all time, uh, Fran Mil Reyes at 2500 but he's going to get in sale. But there's a lot of value plays out there. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's great because it's it's like you write. I want to say it's chapter three, risk and reward in the in the Win Daily book. Like you got to take a look at, at what kind of money you're putting out and what you're getting back in return. I mean, for people that listen that are in business, right? Advertising, we talk dollar to dollar. You know, what am I putting out? What am I getting in? So I like that you keep it. Uh, steady there. So let's just circle $900 and we can come back. We're going to look into some bats now. And then oh, yeah, uh, before gonna... we go into these bats, we got to talk about one thing. Um, you have these aces. You got a lot of them. Um, Kershaw versus the Marlins. Got to talk about that. Even though he's 12,000, we need to rank these guys because there's, there's four guys. I'm going to rule out two of them. I'm going to rule out Clevenger versus Boston because it's a pretty tough matchup. And as good as Toronto's been hitting, as good as Lance Lynn has been hitting, I'm going to rule out Lynn as well. Um, so it brings me down to three guys. Kershaw at 12,000 really puts, you know, puts you at a place where you're really going to have to really discount your bat. So I'm going to kind of rule him out. The two guys that I like are, are Sale and Boyd, 10-5, 10-4. I think they provide, you know, the best value up top. Um and because Cleveland's really heating up, they just walked off um, the Red Sox after the Red Sox tied it in the ninth. Um, Santana hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth to, to give them the win. Um, and big shout-out to MLB moving average that made me bet on the Indians. I was sweating a little bit there, but we got a win there. We got another win in, in uh, the Toronto game, so he's two for two so far today. Um, but Chris Sale versus Boyd. I might have to give the edge to Boyd. Seattle's a, the weakest lineup. Um, they're the same price, but Sale's been back to old man Sale. How do you rate these two? Or am I am I wrong on Clevenger or Kershaw? Sure. Who's your top guy? Well, I, again, I just I came into this particular discussion only looking at value, which is why I play bottoms up because if I go to the top, this is a different lineup I'm building. So you're asking me an independent question yeah who do you uh, who do you yeah. want up top uh, Kershaw at 12k is the obvious and what kind of lineup can I build around that with my experience I'm going to tell you that I'm going to be sitting there for a while trying to fill in that whatever catcher first base spot and I'm just going to settle on someone that fits the price point and I hate doing that so that's why I'll, I'll stay off of Kershaw Clevenger at Boston you make a good point about those Indians uh man you know what I'm going to go Domingo Herman 9600 am I allowed to do that you're allowed to put yourself on a German, you know, <laughs> list. I don't, I don't, I don't see why you'd want to go there. Why do you not want? So tell me, sell me off of Boyd first. At ten four, he's not a ten four guy. I mean, if you're forcing me to, you're saying, "Yo, dude, I need you to pick someone from the this last 10, time ten thousand dollar tier." Uh, and you I don't want to go box Lynn. score. I'll go Boyd. Here. I'll go well, Boyd at ten four and in the ten thousand dollar range. If you twist my arm. As a professional wrestler, I'll say, Boyd, ow, it hurts, and then I'll reverse you cleanly. <laughs> cleanly. Seriously. Uh, Boyd, two starts ago at Seattle, six in the third, 10 Ks, one on run, dropped 50 points without the win on Fandle. Um, you know, he had a rough start versus Kansas City. I don't know what really happened. Two and two thirds, five earned runs. Um, went into Texas, struck out nine, got 38 points. I don't know. Something's telling me Boyd, but it's going to be, you know, good pitching will be good hitting any day of the week. And what Sale did to the Angels in his last start, um, 13 Ks in eight innings, dropped 73. On um, the start before that, he got lit up by the Yankees. 
sales are a little bit too up and down, you know, but I can't fault anybody for taking any of these guys up top. You know, I'm probably going to land in Flaherty. Um, but if I go up top, I probably, the way I'm going to do it, if I had time and, you know, had time to focus on, you know, multi-entering, I probably, if I had to make my lineup right now, I'd probably go Flaherty in like 40% of my lineups. Boyd in 20%. Sale in 20%. And then give me like 10% McKay, 10% Cleverger, and like 10% Kershaw. I know that's a math. That I'm trying to do the math in my head, but somewhere around there mm-hmm. where I would go. Fair enough. All right, you ready to go into bats? Let's go into bats. How do you want to do these bats? You want to talk about the best stacks? How do you want to look at this? This is in an overall all-encompassing because I think the way people receive their information is they need to get it quickly. You know, uh, we will dive in, but I like Nats bats, Yankee bats, Angels, Cardinal bats, and I'm tempted to like Brewers and Twins against one another if I'm getting kooky on a on a third or fourth lineup. But since we're building the, you like the Flaherty, the boy, that I'll build Flaherty, McKay, Herman. Those are the bats I like. So you want to uh, you want to discuss any of them in particular? They're gonna. Nash. I'm gonna rule out Cleveland going against right. Sale. I'm gonna rule out Seattle. I'm gonna rule out Miami. Yeah. I'm gonna rule out Boston. Rule out. Baltimore, Kansas City. Um, then we get some interesting stuff. I think, you know, if you want to try to get sneaky, you know, Philadelphia or Chicago is a little sneaky game that nobody's really going to be on. Um, I'm not going to go after Atlanta here with Wheeler pitching. Uh, it should be an interesting series to watch. Not going to go after Oakland. I'm not really on this Milwaukee lineup just because they haven't been really hitting good. Minnesota. It's kind of interesting to me. I think Chase Anderson's good, not great. Um, you got the game in Colorado. How do you see this game in Colorado with John Gray, Gallon? Are we avoiding course Field? Um, why, why, why? I mean, listen, Gallon. Gallon has a K upside. It is Colorado. Looking at the top, Blackman is at forty six hundred. Escobar's at forty three hundred. Arenado's forty four hundred. Quintel Marte, forty two hundred. Uh, there's plays here. The Christian Walker thirty six hundred. But again, uh, who who else is in that realm? Who else is in the forty six hundred? If I want to go somewhere else, so Mike Trout's forty eight hundred. Just to give you reference, Christian Yelich, who hasn't played a game in a week, is forty seven hundred. Blackmanger, next guy at forty six. Belly forty six. Story forty five. I, I don't know. I'm gonna look for value. I'm the value guy. In this yeah, game. I like this slate. You know, because you, it's not an obviously, it's not like an obvious stack spot. Because um, the two cores field pitchers are are good, um, so they're not like an automatic smash spot like uh, Monday was supposed to be. Um, then you got John Means against the Yankees. Means has been good to start the year, but now he's kind of falling off. I guess there's enough film on him. And he's coming off a couple of rough starts. I think the Yankees, you know, probably one of your best spots again. And as soon as they get into that Baltimore bullpen, it's it's game over. Um, and they had a doubleheader on Monday. So they went three and two-thirds, Means, in his last start against these Yankees. They just faced him, you know, a couple of days ago. Um, let up foreign runs in three innings, and they probably lit up this this bullpen afterwards. So I think the Yankees are in a, in a really good spot, like you said. You like which side of the Cincinnati game? You like Cincinnati or you like the Washington side? Uh, I like the Washington side, but as you were talking, I was scrolling 
and um, looking in the tiers and in the 3000 tier, the, the, Aquino's 3,900, Talkman is 3,800, Muncie is 3,800. As you're talking, I'm thinking about all these values that, that I was talking about. I could build a sexy lineup here, living in the 3000 tier, and then maybe borrowing from the low 4000 tier, matching it with a pitcher like a Flaherty or a McKay or maybe even a Herman. There's a lot here. I like the Washington side, but I do like Aquino. You do like, yeah, Aquino, dude, dude's on fire, man. Yeah. Between him and Alvarez, you know, it's going to be tough to fade these guys for the rest of the year. They're hitting people from both sides of the plate. As soon as the bullpen comes in, Aquino hit another home run uh, late in the game on Monday. I don't know if I really want Joe Ross has been better, um, you know, but it's a cheap stack. You know, if you're looking for, you know, sometimes just the, the way to win these slates, especially in cast games, just get cheap, you know, cheap value plays like uh, a Winker. You know, he's been hitting really well. Top of the lineup guy. Votto's cheap. Winker's cheap. You pair him with Aquino, maybe a guy like Suarez. And you got a nice little stack that's cheap. Um, the Yankees, Torres is yeah. way too cheap at 3,600. 3, the guy's just um, Sanchez, LeMahieu, a little bit more expensive. Judge can hit the ball. So he, you know, we keep waiting for him to pop hey, out. Let me um, ask you a question. Your boy Jeff McNeil is at 3,300. What do you think? Versus a lefty? Uh, Freed is on the mound, I think. Yeah, that's the only thing that kind of. This is a big series. JD Davis, interesting. No, no, I, did, I didn't want. I didn't want to talk about the mess. I wanted to talk about if you like McNeil at that price point, yay or nay. <laughs> um, not so much. Freed's been okay. pretty good, and Freed's one of those lefties. Not like so. Like when a guy like Vargas is pitching, he doesn't really bother me, lefty righty, because he's a soft tossing lefty, but. Freed's, you know, throws from these arm angles, and he throws pretty hard. So I try to stay from, away from, you know, those types of splits. But I think Alonzo um, is a great one-off. He's probably upset still at that error he made. I don't know if it was 100% his fault or not. But I think he's a, a great, you know, first-base play um, going into, you know, Tuesday. There's going to be a little bit of a narrative here. Like I said, he's, he's probably a little bit upset. Um, another guy who's been heating up at first base, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, who really stunk it up for the first half of the season. He's coming on strong. There's a lot of nice first basemen. You got Freeman, you know, in that $4,000 range. And, you know, don't sleep on, you know, this, this Rockies Arizona game because it's going to come and play too. So that's another game that even though there's good pitching, um, or supposed to be good pitching, Coors Field kind of negates a lot of that stuff. So, you know, Hoskins at 37. A, like you said, first base is going to be a tough spot because there's a lot of guys I like here. There's not anybody up top that I don't like um, all the way down to, you know, Hoskins at 3,700 or Votto at 3,500. Give me Goldschmidt. Give me Alonzo. Give me Sanchez. Give me Anthony Rizzo, Freeman, um, Reese Hoskins, DJ LeMahieu. They all make sense for different reasons. It's just which one are you going to pick and on a 14-game slate. It gets a little bit of, you know, a tough situation to figure out. And then if you want to go cheap, you know, you can grab a guy like Matt Adams or maybe a guy like Brian McCann or Wilson Ramos. One of these catchers might be the, you know, the way to play this game. You know, McCann or Ramos, they just need, a you know, one little home run and they're there at 2,500, 2,600. I think they're good value plays as well. 
Yeah, uh, we did a deep dive into pitching. Uh, we definitely gave the gamut of the different tiers and the price points for a lot of players. Uh, there's value lineups to be built here, folks, and uh, I hope this helps. Jay, anything else? Your thoughts? Yeah, let's let's do one more thing. Let's add to this little you know game of uh, striker, um, and let's pick. Let's each pick one guy who's expensive. There's no there's no price tag to it. One guy that you predict to hit a home run, you know, no price, and then one guy that's under three thousand that you predict to hit a home run. You get the first pick. I gotta look if they're on the side. It would have take, to be take, take uh, some time, study what you're trying to do. Yeah, so I'll do what's called the think aloud. This is what we as teachers do. It tells you into my mind. Uh, obviously, the first place I want to go is Colorado, but Gallon. Yeah, Arenado and Story versus lefty yeah, makes I a lot of sense. It's going to give up the home runs. Uh, how about Urshela at 4,400? Urshela at 4,400. All right, we can take that. Um, I will go. I will go Trevor Story for my expensive guy. The guys, you know, he's been hitting all season long. I'll go with him for my expensive guy. I think he, you know, he takes the young guy out uh, deep. And I like, I also like Torres. I think the guy's on fire um, at 3,600. So both those guys probably hit a home run. And then for my value play, let's see here. Let's try to get someone cheap for the, the listener. Somebody who's going to hit What are you saying? 3,000 3, and under? Yeah, three thousand and under. Who do we like? Who do we like? Who do we uh, like? Uh, I see Lorenzo Cain, and because he's in the leadoff spot, I feel like he gets more opportunity at three thousand. Okay, that's a good pick. Um, let me see who I want. Oh, he's right off. Let's go with Jesse Winker at three thousand exactly. And anybody else I like? No, that's it. I think Winker has a good shot. Maybe Van Meter. At 2,500, Cincinnati, those two guys. Um, Cincinnati's, you know, they're, they're fighting right now. And you would think after, you know, trading Puig away and, you know, their lineup would get a little bit softer. But bringing Aquino up has really strengthened that lineup. Vado's starting to hit a little better. Senzo's hitting. Um, they have a tough one, two, three, four, five in that lineup. And now with Bauer, they're, they're fighting. They're fighting for that wild card. So they need to win pretty much every day. So that's the show. Uh, Matt, I like this game. It's some way to you know kind of switch it up. Check out windailysports.com. We have an early bird special to get all the premium access to myself and Tenacious Jones and Scott Angle and Matt Stryker and the other 15 DFS pros in our Slack channel that's private. You know, cough up the $19.99 or give us a try at $5.99 for one week. Uh, you'll jump into Slack, you'll see the projection models, you see the cheat sheets. Um, I can show you text messages in our Slack channel about how I was all over the Blue Jays on Monday and the Yankees, and we, we crushed on, on Monday. We had a, a user who hit, I don't know if you saw this, Matt, but uh, on Saturday he took our, our notes and our stuff in Slack, and the guy went out there, and he turned like 150 bucks to $3,500. It was the biggest win of his career. The guy was ecstatic, and, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to help people out, change their life a little bit, you know, make this sports thing a profit center where you can have some fun. You can compete and you can actually win some big money and maybe pay off your mortgage payment or maybe buy yourself a new car. That's why we're doing all this stuff to try to help everybody out. So make sure you check out the site, windailysports.com, jump into a premium membership and, you know, get all the benefits that we have to offer. And, uh, you know, Matt's there for you. I'm there for you. Scott's there for you. We got other pros in there. So hop in there 
And let's uh, keep the winning going on Tuesday night. And have a great night, everybody. Peace.